Do you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free Podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015, and I want to show your family how to do it too. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Family's Fly Free Podcast. I'm Lynn Mettler, as always. We have got a special episode for you this week. We all watched in great sadness as Maui suffered the tragic wildfires in August. And I know so many of my listeners and followers either love to go to Hawaii on a regular basis, or we have so many people that Hawaii is on their bucket list as a dream trip um, that they would love to fly for free to. And so we want to do what we can um, as travelers, people who love to travel to support Maui and support the recovery there. So I thought to best understand how to do this and to know what the current options are to be able to travel to Maui, um, I've invited a representative from the Maui Visitors and Convention Bureau, Leanne Pletcher, to join us this week and just um, fill us in, share with us um, all of the latest. So welcome, Leanne. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Aloha. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a great opportunity to share what uh what's happening on Maui now and to um, hopefully educate your vis- your um, audience on yeah, everything it's that's going on. It's so great to hear firsthand, you know, from what's actually going on in the ground instead of hearing it from a news outlet or or whatever, what Maui really needs and, and um, what's happening. So I guess um, let's just start by having you introduce yourself um, before we get into to all the latest details. Sure, sure. I'm Leanne Pletcher. I'm the Director of Public Relations and Marketing for the Maui Visitors and Convention Bureau. I am based here on Maui, in uh, central Maui in Kahului, and I actually also live in Wailuku, which is also in central Maui. So I'm I'm on island and have been uh, very, um, very immersed in everything that's been happening um, in the past couple of months. And were you affected by the wildfires first? Thankfully, I was not. Um, being in central Maui, we were, oh, probably as the crow flies, you know, 10, 15 miles from, from the uh, fires in Lahaina. We could see the fires that were going on in Kula uh, from our Lanai, from our, from our, excuse me, our Lanai from our home. Uh, so yes, it was very, very frightening to see everything going on. And uh, I do have friends and uh, co-workers who were affected, though, by the fires. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure like we have a temptation to think like all of Maui suffered wildfires, but like I said, like you are were even just 10 or 12 miles away. It's a big island. <laughs> so um it That's was so true. Yeah. But too small, I don't know how we would describe it, but two areas that were affected, right? Mm-hmm. So it was Kula and Lahaina, yes. While the area in Lahaina was was large in perspective, uh the Kula was in just different areas uh, throughout upcountry, but those have all been uh, certainly are uh, not not near as devastating, while certainly devastating to the people who lost their homes upcountry. Um, just the fact that the whole Lahaina town was uh, burned down about a, I want to say it was about a two mile stretch. Uh, but yes, it's just only, it's part of the island and the other parts everywhere from south 
to central, to upcountry, to east Maui were not affected. Okay. Um, and I know my family went to Maui, I think it's been two and a half years ago now, but that was something I had been to Maui as like a, in high school, but um, my family had always wanted to go. So that had been on our bucket list. And so we sort of made it happen right after Hawaii started to open back up in the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm so, so grateful that we, and, and we love Maui. It's beautiful and amazing that we got to see Lahaina and so sad that that all that is lost. But, um, but I'm just for sure, put Maui on your bucket list if if it's not on there. Um, it's a beautiful island. So I know right before we um, got on to record today, in the last day or so, you have um, kind of so a good news update to share. So let's just start there with kind of what is um, the state of Maui currently? <clears throat> sure, sure. So yes, the good news is that with, with the West Maui, with all of the accommodations and activities and restaurants on the West Maui side, uh, there's been a lot of uh, work to figure out how best to reopen it so that we're still sensitive to all the residents that are um, from that area, as well as the businesses that are are closed and the fact that a number of these hotels are accommodating uh, these residents, as well as the on-island help that's come in, everything from FEMA to Red Cross. Uh, So what was initially happening was as of October 8th, that they announced a phased reopening to Maui, to West Maui. And it was just a portion um, from like Kapalua to um, Kahana that was open. And there are a number of um, nice hotels in that area from Ritz-Carlton to Napili Kai and Montage. And then phase two and three, we're going to take you down to Kaanapali Beach Resort. And those were going to be determined based on how things went with phase one. Well, thankfully, um, as of November 1st, Mayor Bisson uh, did announce that all of West Maui will be open. So this means all of the activities, the uh, the hotels, the restaurants um, will all be open. And a big reason for that um, is to help get everybody working again. That's been a very difficult um result of of these fires is that with all these businesses um, and uh, having suffered and the questions of, you know, listeners like for your podcast, they don't know whether to come or not. And we are encouraging people to come. Consequently, the number of visitors who are coming has dropped down dramatically, which is creating, um, you know, voids in a lot of these jobs. So we need to get these people working again. And we're just so thankful Mayor Bisson recognized that and is opening up, you know, as of November 1st. Yeah, and I'm sure like so many of the small businesses there, tour companies, restaurants, all those things are suffering without the visitors, right? Yes, yes. So, no, it's it's incredible. You know, we, Maui is, you know, a, a huge, huge part of our industry is tourism. And in fact, um, just even Lahaina itself, it contributed or uh, 15% of the tourism revenue for all of Hawaiian islands. So that shows you how significant Lahaina was in and of itself. So right. to have that not be available as well as people not coming back to enjoy all the other activities and restaurants that are throughout the rest of the island from upcountry to South Maui to Central and East Maui is, um, yeah, it's very uh it's important that we get that back up and going again. So is um, is there an 
area that's better to visit than another right now. Just anything that's open is is fine to to go and stay and. Sure. Well, we're we're asking sure we're asking people to um, certainly in in South Maui. Um, there's a number of beautiful resorts in Wailea and Kihei. And Upcountry is a great place to explore. There's a couple of hotels like Lumeria Maui that are beautiful too. Um, and we have, if you go through like the um, VRBO and the licensed Airbnbs, there are, you know, those options throughout the island. And certainly uh, now West Maui, you know, being open um, as of November 1st, you have that option too. So really any part of the island is great to visit. It's all beautiful. It's just Lahaina itself will, will still be closed. <laughs> it's more Ka'anapali to Kapalua. I don't, I don't want to give the impression that Lahaina will be open as of November 1st. It's more the Kapalua to Ka'anapali Beach Resort that will be open for West Maui, in addition to all the restaurants and activities that will be there. So no, we encourage folks to come and explore everything from the top of Paliakala to uh, going over to Hana on a guided tour, though we do we do ask people to do that, uh, as well as exploring uh, West Maui. That's a way you can support and and give back is to take a guided tour. Yes, for East for the Hana experience because the road is um, it, there's a lot of curves, a lot of bridges, and um, so that you can get the best cultural experience and see the best sites. We do recommend going with a guided tour like Hana and Beyond, and they'll be able to, you know, that way you can sit back and relax and let someone else, someone else negotiate all the curves and turns and just really enjoy the, the visit. Um, and it's just such a beautiful um, experience. But in the past, um, actually pre-pandemic, we were finding that the road was um, very crowded and people weren't respecting, you know, uh, the fact that you shouldn't pull over anywhere, you know, that's not in a, like off to the side of the road where it's safe. So this is just helping us to, um, to make it a safe experience and an enjoyable experience for everybody to go to the road, go to Hana itself. And you can also fly there from Kahului. That's a good tip. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a great, it's a, it's like taking a helicopter ride. It's beautiful. So that way you see the waterfalls and, and the road itself from above. Yeah. And I will say we we did try to drive it ourselves and I would totally recommend what Leanne is say, saying um, that it because you don't know like what markers to look for to stop to see a beautiful area and the tour company is going to know all of that. And like I said, you can just enjoy the beauty and look at the waterfalls and the, the amazing I, you know, <laughs> uh, greenery and beaches and all of that. <clears throat> And a big part of that too is is understanding. And when people do come here, we just ask that they respect the community and the culture. And especially now when you come, please show compassion and be respectful. Um, another another good point uh, we'd like to make is that please don't ask people if they were affected by the wildfires. Uh, it could be it's very sensitive, and um, if they want to volunteer the information, that's wonderful. But it's um, it's still, it's a very difficult topic for a number of people. And, you know, it's a very traumatic experience. So we just ask that you be respectful of that and not necessarily ask um, anyone that you may see, you know, and all, if you go to uh, the local restaurants or the local farmer markets and things like that, that, just ask that you respect that. Yeah, these are the kinds of things that we need to know. I think that you wouldn't necessarily think about 
um, as an outsider. Um, and you guys have a, I'm not sure if this is a new campaign or if you've already been doing it, but you know, like do it giving back when you're visiting Hawaii. Yes. Can yes, you tell so, us more about that? <clears throat> absolutely. This actually started happening. Uh, we called it here on Maui, our Kuleana campaign in about 2018, 2019. And it was about um, under being, you know, coming here, respect, being respectful of the culture and understanding it, um, being safe when you go in the water, um, uh, as well as um, ocean health, as far as uh, using the re you know, recyclable bottles and whatnot. And then as we came into the pandemic, it kind of morphed into a Malama Hawaii program across all the islands. And this is where we have volunteer experiences that have been set up across all the islands, including Maui, Molokai, and, and Lanai, where you have a chance to either, um, you can help plant uh, indigenous trees or plants, uh, eradicate invasive species, do beach cleanups. There's even uh, the Maui sewing hui, where you can help sew costumes for the local plays. Oh, wow. um, and yeah, there's a lot of very, and a lot of them um, also involve like planting kalo. And it's, I've done quite a few of them and it's something that it's so memorable. It connects you very much so with the people of the island, the community, and just to be able to give back and volunteer like that is something that's, uh, that's probably one of the best souvenirs you're ever going to have. And so now we're continuing that as as we're going through our Maori recovery process and um, trying to make sure that uh, people understand that uh, that it's volunteering can be a lot of fun and we actually whenever I'm on the road or going to to the mainland um, uh, I try to volunteer whatever city I'm in too whether it's a food bank or planting trees things like that so and I, I have found that to be very rewarding. Yeah, and, and you learn something about the local place, like you really get more of the feel of the culture and which is really mm -hmm. what travel is all about, isn't it? Is you just want to be exposed to new experiences and landscapes and the and understand the whole culture, mm -hmm. you know, and that every place is different. That's why I'm big on with families is just showing your kids, you know, something outside of your own little corner of the world um, is so important, I think. <clears throat> Definitely. I love that. <laughs> um, so when it comes to, you know, the parts that are opening, like Kanapali, so you mentioned that mm -hmm. the hotels there are, you know, hosting, they were helping some residents or some people who are volunteers or whatever who are coming. So will mm -hmm. that still be the case um, or will it be sort of a mix of visitors and... I think it will be a transitional phase as we're fine as they're working on finding uh, alternate housing for the residents. So there may be a mix. Uh, I, I can't speak to that directly um, in some of the hotels, but I think there's certainly not going to be displacing the residents uh, because of the visitors coming in. But it it will help to um, with even to bring in more workers at these hotels to um, help out you know, and, and increase those occupancy levels. So that, um, but yes, there's a lot of efforts, grassroots efforts, and also people coming in um, to help, you know, especially FEMA and Red Cross to find housing for these people um, because of the length of time that it most likely will take to rebuild, you know, within Lahaina. And that would be a good example where you could very easily come across some people who were affected and you would mm -hmm. want to be respectful of they don't right. really have to answer that 
a hundred times from different. Yes, exactly. But again, in like Kapalua, there's a number of hotels and, and um, Nepali and South Maui and Kihei and up country. So we do have, we do have other options, but Kanapali Beach Resort is, uh, is very family oriented. Um, that may have been where you stayed when, uh, when you came yes. before, but that's, uh, that's very popular for that. And I know there's a lot of condos. So it's, um, I know that the County of Maui is going to work very hard to make sure these uh, residents that have been affected are um, are treated, you know, with the utmost respect, you know, as as things move forward to bring back more visitors to the island and just help them get work and you know get back on their feet. And just how are you know how is the island doing overall, and and how are the people, you know, recovering it's, in this it's been, difficulty? Sure, I, I think the. Um, there's an incredible spirit here. You know, the Maui Strong is is a big um, logo that you'll see everywhere. It's as part of part of a Maui Strong fund that uh, just an incredible number of people have made donations. And I do have to say, the amount of prayers, support, donations has been just amazing and overwhelming. So, uh, but the island itself, you know, it's definitely in a healing process. There's a lot of just. Uh, I think the uncertainty of, of what's ahead, uh, but there's so many people here helping and a lot of strength and um, just faith, you know, that that things are going to work out okay. Um, and just so, so thankful for all the support and all the local, you know, we're really trying to um, invite our visitors to support local, you know, go to the local restaurants and um, shops and farmers markets and just help support them because that really trickles down to keeping the island um, just alive and uh, and exciting. It's still as beautiful as it always has been <laughs> and, and will be uh, with from the Haleakala to the, the ocean and there's a lot of calmness in, in those types of places. Mm -hmm. Nothing better than hearing the whales the song of the whales under the water. That was the most, I was not expecting that. That's so amazing. Yes, <laughs> we are coming up on whale season, uh, December 15th through April 15th. So that's uh, that's a, a just a magical time to be on island too. Yeah, and we were there just at the tail end and it was still amazing, the the whale watching and the, mm -hmm. the is it the songs? Is that, am I saying that right? The Yes, yes, the whale songs. And yeah, whale songs. Something yeah. else I, I should mention too that through the whole um, the initial phase, you know, the initial first couple of weeks, it was um, incredible to see the number of like chefs and workers from like uh, companies like Sail Trilogy, Maui Brewing Company, Ocean Organic Farm and Distillery. I mean, they just stepped up and did everything they could. I mean, I, I there's so many to name, and I apologize if I'm not getting everybody, but that these people who even were affected by the fires were jumping in and, you know, just working 24 seven to try to help feed the people that were displaced or provide housing or, or anything. So I think that shows a real strong sense of community here. And I, I'm still feeling that now. So, and if people do come visit, I think you'll sense that. Well, I feel like that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons I love to go to Hawaii anyway, is it's the, the friendliness and I mean there is a true Hawaiian spirit that's different you know than mm -hmm. we have here 
wherever you live, but I'm sure that, you know, is even magnified through, um, you know, something like this, but everyone is just always laid back and so friendly and open mm-hmm. and you do feel the community and, um, I think it's that aloha, you know, that uh, that's what drew me to the islands in the first place. I, I knew that I needed to, to call it home one day. So, yeah. And I know you're talking about the different organizations. I think uh, we did the whale watching through Pack Whale, I think. Is what, is oh, yes. Uh-huh. Pack Whale Adventures. They were like, you know, bringing water in and, you know, on the boats and doing different things like that, you know, to, mm-hmm. to help the people. So, um, yeah, it was amazing to, it, it gives you faith in humanity that people do come yes. together in <laughs> a situation <laughs> like that. Right. No, they're, they're a great Pacific Whale Foundation. In fact, they're, they're one of our Malama partners. They do orchestrate a lot of the, the beach cleanups. Yeah. So they're great too. And they were, had, were right down in Lahaina, right? Yes. Yes. They lost quite a bit. Yes. And then just, just a, uh, a side note, if you do go to Lanai, the um, Expeditions Ferry that used to go out of Lahaina, now they've transitioned over to Ma'alaya Harbor in addition to a number of the uh, the water activities are now being launched out of Ma'alaya. And I believe eventually the ones out of Ka'anapali, and there may still, there probably are still some going out of there, but the Lahaina Harbor is um, is not they're just not able to go out of there. Yeah. And a lot did go in and out of there. Yeah. Yes. So, so you can still do those things, but they've just shifted. Yes. Yeah, just shifted the uh, origination point. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to ask about the banyan tree and how, how it's doing. Yes. No, the banyan tree, 150 years strong. Um, I, in checking on that, it is, it is showing signs of life. I think, um, one report, I think, said like 75% of it is still still okay. You know, on the outside, it may appear that it's um, it needs some time, but there have been some leaves that have been popping out of it. So that's been a great mantra for uh, for the people of Maui is that the roots are still really strong. And I think that um, speaks to the Maui community is that the roots are so strong here, the people... Um, have those roots and that's what's going to keep everybody you know moving forward and having hope and faith that that um, Maui's going to come back and they're going to you know that they're going to recover from this so that yes the banyan tree in Lahaina is is just an amazing symbol for that and if you haven't been there or seen pictures I mean it's just this massive tree right in the heart of Lahaina um, so it would have been sad, so sad to have lost that, but that, yeah, like if it's showing little signs of leaves, maybe slow, right? Slow, yes. but it's, it's, it's showing slow, but sure. Yeah. And you'll see it. There's a lot of, um, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of like t-shirts and stickers, you know, that show that, that Banyan tree, um, Maui Ocean Center, which they've been just phenomenal through the whole Maui recovery efforts. They have a, a beautiful, t-shirt that says, you know, Maui strong with the picture of the tree. And um, if you go to their website, actually, you can, you can order the shirt as a fundraiser, but there's so many, you know, different, um, different t-shirt fundraisers and whatnot going on that similar to that, 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 that use that banyan tree as a symbol. And so if there's a way, what are some good ways people can support Maui if they're not going to be visiting? So you mentioned. Sure. Like those um, if there's a, Great way if you go to the website Maui Nui Strong dot I think dot info I believe it is. Uh, there's a number of ways to donate on there. There's a Maui Strong Fund. Um, it's the Hawaii Community Foundation. Is is the one that 
is being disseminated um, quite well, you know, through the throughout the island. Um, so that that's a great way to show support. But yeah, the Maui Nui Strong info site. And if they are traveling here, we do encourage you to go to gohawaii.com and you'll see at the top there's a banner that says Maui Travel Updates. So it's important to look at that to get you know, what the latest is as far as open accommodations or, you know, what the messaging is currently. So we, we do encourage people to, to check that out for your, um, for your travel plans. Okay. Awesome. Um, and speaking of traveling to Maui, um, as a Maui local, do you have any inside suggestions for us on maybe things to do that people may not know about or undiscovered? Oh, sure. Yes. No, there's, <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of great things. Um, as I mentioned before, we're really trying to help support our local shops and um, restaurants, and just to explore the small towns of like Wailuku. They have what's called small town big art, and there's a series of about 30 murals around this small town. And if you go to the site Small Town Big Art, it'll give you kind of a walking map through those murals. And these are all done by artists, um, both from the mainland as well as Maui. And it tells the real story of the islands and the culture and the history. So that's kind of a um, an unknown little fact there. And then we have our museums like Maui Historical Society in Wailuku or the Bailey House or the Sugar Museum over in Kahului because Maui used to be used to have a huge sugar industry. And uh, so that kind of the sugar museum talks about that history. Um, so for the history buffs, those are those are great, uh, great finds. Um, over in Lahaina, the Maui Korea Estate Chocolate um, is has started up doing um, tours of their factory. So that's kind of a, and I believe they're looking at in 2024, bringing back their cacao farm tour. Um, unfortunately, they're their cacao trees were damaged by the fire, but they're going to look at opening that up again in 2024. And if you go up country, there's things like Maui wine, there's Maui pineapple, as well as Haliti Miley Distillery are great places. Paia uh, Town, it's it's a real surf town, and a lot of people do know about it, uh, So, but that's a great place to go walk around and check out all the shops and whatnot. So those are all really fun, fun activities. Um, and we have Maui Bee, uh, so you get to go uh, check out how honey comes comes to being, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, and uh, so, but in uh, in South Maui, in uh, Wailea, there's the shops at Wailea, which is really fun to explore. There's across from it is the Wailea Village Market, and they have a great farmers market that you can you can go to. And there's farmers markets a country. Uh, Kula has a, um, actually Pukulani, the upcountry farmer's market on Saturday mornings is, is incredible. It's all organic, which is really fun. So I know I've rattled off a lot, but there's yeah, probably more. Are... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are great recommendations that help you get a feel for the culture and the locals and support, you know, local mm -hmm. farms, local business, local agriculture. Right. <laughs> All of and that. for family, actually, there's an alpaca farm and there's surfing goat dairy. So yes, yes, you get your <laughs> taste of of doing something that's even more farm farmish. Right, right, yeah. Um, and just in terms of like times of year to visit Maui, I know it's super. You know, over the holidays is a is a big time to go to Hawaii, right? Because 
-hmm. everyone in the state side or <laughs> mainland is trying to get out of the cold weather um, and do something. But is there a particular time of year that's maybe a slower time where you can? We do find that the the, the slower times would be like early December or um, uh, kind of, you know, just sort of before that, you know, like you said, the holiday time with festive does get very busy. Uh, also, um, probably early September when folks are going back to school, we find and maybe into October. Uh, when, once you get to like October break, it gets a little busier, but kind of those fall months and then um, just right after the summer. But you're right, summer and um, Christmas or, or holiday time seems to be the busiest. And uh, Maui, Maui does have a good um, steady flow of people that come in all year round, but now we, we just welcome anybody anytime. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Maui is open and ready for you to come and visit. Yes. Yeah. Please, yes. <laughs> Return to Maui, please. Okay. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add or share before we wrap up today? No, I just appreciate your your taking the time to to speak with me and just just to let everybody know that um, our hearts do go out to everyone in Lahaina town and and up up country. You know that that suffered a loss, and um, the people of Maui are are and the communities are doing everything we can to help. And we do welcome visitors to come and just to be respectful and. And to also, if you have have the propensity to volunteer and be a part of our Malama program, you know that would be amazing. I think for for you and your family and for the experience itself, and just to uh, just to come, please come back or come visit. Yeah, and that's a that is a great teaching opportunity again for kids is to show them to give back when you're traveling as well. Um, definitely a, a great great example to set there. So. Uh, well, thanks so much, Leanne, um, for sharing the latest on Maui and letting everyone know that Maui's ready for people to come. Um, I love the message of just be respectful, consider, be sure you support local business when you're there and um, consider something like volunteering or giving back um, mm -hmm. if you're going to go. But if Maui's not on your list, put it on your list. I'm telling you, it's beautiful. It's like the perfect mix of um, there's enough stuff to do, but not so much that you feel like you're, you know, right. in a busy town full of tons of people. Um, I think it's just a great, great mix of the two. So, um, all right. So we will keep Maui and our thoughts and prayers and we'll send as many people there as we can. And, uh, thanks so much, Leanne. Yeah, mahalo nui. All right. Thanks everyone. And we'll see you next week. If you're ready to fly your family free forever, I invite you to join my family's Fly Free membership. You'll learn how to stop paying for airfare throughout the U.S., Caribbean, and Europe so you can make those priceless family travel memories before your kids or even your grandkids leave home for good. And you'll learn it using my simple, proven formula that's helped hundreds of families. Plus, it's risk-free. You either get your investment in the membership back in free travel, or I give you your money back. You can get more information at familiesflyfree.com slash join.